Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Man, it feels good to be back. back. Feels good to be. Are you back. actually sure about that? I know. I am. Yeah, yeah, so like, like, just man, dude, man, it feels good to be back. Yeah, I just got you. back from vacation. Okay. Oh, right. tired. Whoopie <laughs> tired. Oh, where were you at? Yeah, yeah. I was in LA. I was okay. in LA. Yeah. LA sister, huh? uh, sister won the best hair and makeup for daytime television. Oh. So I went out there to celebrate with her. So it was pretty, pretty cool. fire, man. Yeah. Congratulations, so, to thank sis. you. He was in LA. Yeah. LA. Yeah. Chile. Big city. But. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, we got a bottle. Dude, actually, or should I, I say a can? <laughs> it looks like gasoline. Hey, That's yeah. what it looks like. Hey, hey, before we jump into that, okay. let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about how awesome this weather's been recently. Oh, man. oh my gosh! I mean, I mean we're, we're talking seventy. Degrees I think it was seventy-seven today. In I think it was February. seventy-seven when I was when I was driving home with the windows down. It with the windows down. Uh, oh yeah. And you know oh, what? Yeah. I'm happy about it, but every time when the weather switched like that. Like mm-hmm. it's doing now, my sinuses start to mess mm. up. You yeah. know, my allergies get affected. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, don't worry because we got another day being in the high of a thirty-eight coming. Up. I was just saying, okay, I think that's like and then, Friday. Or then something. this next weekend, it's another highs in the seventies. Wow. So <laughs> definitely golfing. Missouri weather, yeah, for you. There you go, hundred percent. But oh, let's get into the bottle. Let's do it. Baby. I mean, this thing. I just got to show this to the camera. I wonder what we call it. Um, I think it's a can. This looks yeah. like an oil can. This yeah. looks like just some gasoline you pick off the the top shelf. <laughs> or just like whenever you're really low on gas, yeah, you, you pull know, it out the trunk. You know, like, I think you can get these. I th- my dad's got those before where you get these like pure gasoline that's yep. got no ethanol in it in a can. Yep. Put it in the lawnmower. This, this looks like lawnmower pure <laughs> ethanol just straight out the can. That's hilarious. So what I'll say is... Is it's kind of cool? Not gonna lie, <laughs> it is cool. It looks like a cool little bottle. I mean, it's <laughs> it's funny, but scary. There is no way this is gonna taste good. I okay. I, I <laughs> have to say no this. There is no way this is gonna. Taste I have good. to say this before because they're probably gonna see our faces. Yeah. When me and Marquand bought the bottle, yeah, we didn't read much on it. No. And after I just <laughs> read about it, it says it's intended to be mixed. Mm. So this, this could be a rough one. Yeah, I, I will I'm sure say it will be. This it does say. Hopefully, I'm not taking anything away from you by reading from the back. Yeah, don't read the, back. Oh, don't read the back. Oh, actually, you can read your part. I'll just read around it. I was just gonna say it does say it is a standard for great American classic. And I don't <laughs> know about you guys, but. This looks like an American <laughs> classic bottle. It sure does. <laughs> hey, hey, they're doing it sure does. Right. I just but <laughs> the bottle okay. or the can. Okay. okay. It's still house. Okay. America's finest. <laughs> which we'll see about that. I just I can't get behind that we're actually doing this. We'll this see about that. Bad. Well, you better get behind it because you better taste it. it. <laughs> uh, it's called Stillhouse America's Finest Original Whiskey. What was the other one that we did? Deacon. It, Deacon. Yeah. That, that Deacon. one was straight. Hopefully, gasoline. this one's better. Yeah, I um, hope so. It's 100% corn whiskey. Okay. Okay. Stillhouse is distilled in a traditional copper still, then charcoal filtered mm. for superior quality and taste. But you're going to be able to taste the copper in this, <laughs> guaranteed. Allowing the natural sweetness of the corn to shine through. Our mellow flavor and our smooth finish make this truly versatile, clear spirit. So it's yeah. clear. So they don't put this in any barrels. Though. No, it's clear. And this is this is clear. And, but it's whiskey though. It's whiskey. It's hundred percent corn clear whiskey. whiskey. Yes. I will say when we go to the stores to go pick out these new yeah. bottles, and and as you guys are tuned in, you guys have given us a lot of good ones to try. Yeah. Coming up, but 
when you go in there, you can't just go pick one off the shelf because no. we this we've is tried. we've tried a lot of whiskey. A lot. Yep. <laughs> We're running uh, yep. out. <laughs> so, we gotta, yeah. we gotta switch up the place we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's so. 40% by alcohol volume, so it's 80 proof. Okay. So it's really not it that doesn't strong. sound that bad. No. I mean, it uh, looks like pure it gasoline. It is produced and bottled. Like I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> produced and bottled by Stillhouse Spirits Company, um, Columbia, Tennessee. Okay. Oh, a little Tennessee whiskey. Everything happens mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Stillhouse has elevated the genuine American craft of making spirits using our propeteer, all natural recipes, and distilling mastery. Our superior taste and a remarkable smooth finish create the new standard of a great American classic. Uh, that American classic words, those words keep scaring me. <laughs> Let me pour. Uh, Lord. Dude, it I have is. a trivia question. We had another oh. a bottle of whiskey. Ooh, nice. That. Action. Thank you for remembering that. Yeah, Rods. nice. That. Oh, wow. I, oh, that's, wow. That's kind of spilling all over the place. Dude, it's hard to pour it. Um, okay, I'm sorry. While you do that, I'm going to go get something for the table. Yeah, because that might burn the table. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's enough. I did. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't spill, home I'm dog. sorry, Talbot. I'm sorry. <sighs> Holy potent. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> he said, ugh. <laughs> no, while he's going, make that though, the ca- we, we, we got some really cool Yuck. stuff cooking. I mean, yeah, some really cool stuff cooking. Yeah, it's real cool. I mean, we... We doing it for you. We bringing it back we every single time, better and better. <laughs> this dude got like nineteen paper towels because he I thinks it's four. just gonna soak it through. Yeah, it's a nice table. Oh my god, it's stained. It's better not. <laughs> hey, I was in the middle of something. We yeah, got distracted. Golly, man. We were, <laughs> I know <laughs> the room. <laughs> it was another whiskey Ooh. that we did trivia question. Ooh. Let's see if our my fellow uh, podcasters know what I'm talking about. Um, mm. It was another whiskey, corn based. Mm-hmm. Which one was it? They're, They're all that we've done. Oh, the blue no, corn. The, correct. Uh, Rubenesque. Uh, Rubenesque. Yes. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yes, but it wasn't really. It was, he's right. But what's the actual blue corn? I said that. No, it's wood. Wood hat. Oh, wood is hat. the name wood of hat. the bottle. Rubenesque. Yeah, wood hat. Rubenesque yes, was yeah, the, yes, was the flavor. The Wood Hat makes like three or four flavors. Rubenesque correct. was that particular flavor correct. of blue corn. <laughs> yes. of a, and on the bottle was a voluptuous yeah, yeah, but woman. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I, I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. Voluptuous. <laughs> yeah, you like that? That was like episode four. Yeah, that was a long that was time about, ago. I said it was going to be a trivia question. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't tell me you like that. I mean, smell it. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to. My you. stomach is quivering. <laughs> okay, what do you guys smell? Because there's two. There's. Oh, there's dude, I don't know. If I hey, do I'm this. not even gonna say smells. There's two. Nothing. There's two I on smell the nose. Nothing. Our listeners, the guy, you guys that tune into this, I'm telling you right now, this is not gonna be good. <laughs> Yes, um, okay, give me work. what you smell. My stomach is literally turning right now. Yeah. Give me okay, what you smell. I can't, I can't even I can't smell, smell it. You might smell after I yeah. say mm-hmm. it. Orange. No. Oh, man, I smell Dude, don't, it, Dude, don't think that. Don't think anything like that. Uh, I, I don't know, bro. This is, I, I've smelled it <laughs> Yes, you have. Yes, Help you have. me. What is it? What do you eat when you go to the movies? Popcorn. Popcorn. Corn. Buttered popcorn. Wow. What? 
with a hint. What do you eat in the bottom of chili? What do you put in the bottom of chili to add crunch? Jack? Chips? Fritos? With a hint of Fritos. Mm. What? I can't that was a good one. That was a good one. I don't smell it. Oh I, my god. I'm not getting that. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Um, if you want a whiskey <laughs> <laughs> to try on a night that you just want to just your stomach to turn, I think this is going to be it. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Oh, let's let's man. do a, let's do a little toast. Hold on, here. I got one more thing to say. Okay. Oh, the best man. thing that I think about this I'm not that they posted <laughs> that they posted. They said you want to intrude or enjoy the true experience intended by the distillery as it was basically a corn dog in a can, meaning it's the most simple whiskey you can make. Yeah, this I think is going to taste like a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I'm eating corn dogs on the weekly basis. This right is, now. This is not just... a sipping whiskey, but rather a mixing whiskey. So don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't sip on it. We're risking our lives for you all. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you, Talbot, for reading about this bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just looked yep. at it and said, oh, that looks like a cool bottle. Let's rip it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Marquand found it. Oh, All right. Man. All right. So who wants to do this? Whiskey type? for the, the souls. souls. Insurance, Insurance for, for the wallets. wallets. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Oh, wow. That's actually not that bad. That's not bad at all. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That's not bad at all. Wow. I love that. Do it wow. again. Do it again. <laughs> What's in the bottle? Wow. I can't hear it. Oh, oh he you has can't... you muted. Oh, thanks, Rods. Yeah. Holy uh, crap. I got to taste that again. That wasn't bad. No, that's really not that bad. It tastes nothing. Like, like the bottle looks. Or looks. It didn't smell good either. Are you kidding me? But think about it. They did say smooth. This tastes sweet. I know. Do you know I, what it tastes like? Give me a second. It's actually funny what they say on here. You're actually going to laugh. It's a berry of some kind. There's, well, there's. I probably should just say it because there's no like flavor. Really? That they say, yeah. Well, they say smooth but corny, like it's told too many knock-knock jokes. Uh, what's the what's the sweetness? There's a sweetness. Dude, it's literally only it's, corn. There's literally only corn wow. in here. So it's it's the corn should be corn. sweet Maybe too. Maybe it's yeah. like the butter corn or Kettle. something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's Kettle literally corn. only corn. It's well, I wouldn't say charcoal because charcoal's not sweet, but I, I All right. I'm sorry, Stillhouse. I yeah, I gave you a, a really bad run for the money there at the beginning. The smell and the look of the bottle looked like it was not gonna be good, but this is way better than Deacon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is drinkable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This, I wasn't expecting that. No. Yeah. So. And it literally says the alcohol hangs around for a while while <laughs> fading to a creamed corn. Man, I was. We were all <laughs> dreading that sip. You could even hear it. Whiskey for the souls, injured for the wallets. <laughs> it does. Say, I totally got caught by surprise. It does say mix it with root beer. Mm. So that I, might. I could drink this like I this. Drink I mean, it it just kind of throws me off because it's clear, to be honest. Yeah. Like I mean, if it, I were to walk into look. a bar and say, "Hey, give me Stillhouse," and they pour me clear whiskey, I'd probably be freaked out. Yeah. yeah. I I think that person's psychotic. <laughs> this is I, I'm a little I'm literally blown away. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it back. It, I mean, I it's, I'm taking it back. Um, ratings va value really quick oh, value twenty two dollars. Wow. Yeah. Twenty two dollars. You want to value whiskey? Stillhouse. Yeah. Boom. 
It's 22. Tough. I mean, it's rating. Boom, boom, bottom. boom. Let's go. I'm going last. Okay. Because I reviewed oh, it. Gosh. I reviewed the bottle. Okay. Rating. Love the bottle. I love the can. Mm-hmm. I love okay. that. It does, it does give America. old American. It yeah. does. Old America, it, it gives that vibe. I just like, think it, I think of barn, the yep. beat up truck. I, just, like, I, think of the, I think of the beat up truck <laughs> at a small town. Yeah. Uh, like, why am I blinking? Well, at an auto body shop yep, yep, yep. or an auto mm-hmm. shop yep. that's getting oil changed. That's what I think yep. of when I look at mm-hmm. this bottle. Well, yeah. and the cool thing is their aged one, they have one above this. Their aged one is like uh, rusted, their mm. can. Wow. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So $22 I, 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 I mean, I know. I, and the value of it, and it did not taste that. It didn't taste that bad. Easy. It really did. It doesn't smell yeah. good. I would say it good. was only about, I would say about, a, I'll give it a six and a half. Yeah. That's my rating. Not terrible. No. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Six point five. Yep. Yeah. I'd probably give it. Yeah. I'll just do a six point six. We're not all the same. Yeah. But no, honestly, I mean, fully surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a great time as we always wrap up every whiskey tasting and rating. Mm. To pause for our our sponsor. Do you want to lead us off with that one? I mean, I can lead us off, but every time I do it, apparently I screw up. Because Mark just pops in. He just pops in. <laughs> he scares me. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> he scares me. No, but appreciate you guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our sponsor. Thanks for Apollo. tuning in. Let's tune into Absolutely. Apollo. We want to shout out our sponsor, Apollo Insurance Group. They are one of the largest health insurance brokerages out of the Midwest. They specialize in health, life, dental, vision, a lot of the things you need in regards to insurance they have. So they typically save their clients a lot of money in regards to their premium. So if you don't have someone that's helping you or aiding you through this process or this chaotic world of health insurance, please reach out to them. They fight for you, they specialize in what they do, and they're great at their job. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. I was gonna say welcome back. <laughs> well, you know, I start out with that. So, yeah. You know, but yeah. No, thanks for tuning in, the sponsor. For real, nothing yep. would be able to happen without Apollo. Apollo uh, sponsored the bottle. Yes, yep. as sure did. Every other bottle. Yeah. yeah. It's twenty-two dollars. Uh, fine bottle of whiskey. Yes. Very thankful. Clear yeah. Whiskey. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, <laughs> so, we won't be able to buy it. You yeah. know what I mean? Particularly very surprised. So, yeah. what are we talking about today, guys? So, you want to? No, go. I honestly think this is going to be cool. Uh, yeah. We touched on it a little bit, but I don't think we harped on it enough for you guys. Um, we're talking about how, just in general, in the insurance industry, most insurance industries or most careers that you go in with insurance, mm-hmm. the 1099 factor or the flexibility or just the day in the life after, I mean, honestly, 35, if yeah. you start where we are, you know, yeah. um, what you're able to do and what you're able to do during for this sure. time, you know? For sure. Um I mean, yeah. So we're going to dive into what Talbot's alluding to is we're yeah. going to dive into <laughs> what it looks like to actually be a 1099 health insurance successful agent. Mm. This is past you've already spent two years in the, in, in the business or more, mm. and you've developed a successful you know six-figure income already in the business. This We're going to talk about like what does a person that's two-plus years in the business really spend their time doing? Mm-hmm. So... A lot of times you have referrals the longer you're in a business, more and more people just know about you. But I more so want to touch on like the flexibility yep. uh, for people because like, like we said before, we have a lot of college students that tune in. We have a lot of people that tune in that are looking to make career changes. We have other people that are tuning in that are in the sales, you know, sales, yep. sales professionals like we did on our last episode, yeah. the guests that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I think what's hard to convey to people how really different this job is. Um, is it easy? No. If it was mm-hmm. easy, everybody would do it. 
But just like for you, Talbot, you know, you've built already a successful book of business. Right. Last week, you were <laughs> gone for seven eight to eight days. days. Yeah. And the you had the ability to go to LA for eight days. Didn't really work. You worked and put in a couple of sales because yeah. you had some people that were coming into, um, you know, that right. were in your pipeline. Texting yeah. Texting you sure. and they wanted health insurance policies. But you really didn't work for those eight days. You worked yeah. maybe an hour here or there. Right. So what was really cool about that, though, is you didn't have to make sales that week, and you already were going to get your paycheck when you came back. Mm. Yeah. So let's touch on that. What yeah. is residual? This is all around the idea of residual <laughs> income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, let's let the viewers know. What is residual income? Yeah, good question. So residual income, like he was saying, um, obviously, you have your W-2 employees. You have your um, 1099 like us. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm losing the word. Um, hourly employees. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> for us being residual, 1099, most 1099, actually I shouldn't say most, um, some 1099 are residual. Okay, there's also 1099 businesses where you're not residual, right? What residual income is, meaning when you sell a policy, you are going to get paid on that every single month as long as it stays active. They don't cancel mm-hmm. or they switch plans. Okay, um, and that's what he means by I literally was able to go to L.A. Yeah. I wasn't worried. You could have taken off the whole paid. month. Yeah, if, if you I wanted, wanted to. to. I wasn't worried about getting paid because mm-hmm. I knew when I got back I was going to get money. Yep. You, <laughs> you just know? wouldn't have grown. Right, if you didn't, exactly. If you didn't work. Yeah. yeah, and then I chose to work a little bit because obviously clients come first. Even though I'm on vacation doesn't mean I can't put in a couple hours here and there. Perfect. Um, and then it grows even more. Yeah. So yeah, being no, able to get that paycheck. I think I could probably depict it for a lot of people. If you are a real estate professional, nothing mm-hmm. against real estate. I think real estate, you can make a lot of, of great money. Uh, but you're always on to the next person. You always have to sell the next house, or you got to represent the next buyer. You always are on to the next sale. You're always, it's a hamster wheel of a sale process. Or if you're in um, uh, pharmaceutical sales, same Mm -hmm. thing. Medical device sales, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one I was I was I mean, on? Like just an independent contractor. Yeah, and it, it really a lot of sales professions, 98% of sales professions out there are always one hit and mm-hmm. then yeah. you're on to the next contract sale. To contract. Um, which is nothing wrong with that. Nothing you can make all. a lot yeah. of money doing those yeah. those jobs and careers. Because let me, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, well, health insurance, you're going to make you know hundreds of thousands <laughs> right. of dollars on every single deal. No, you're, it's a lot smaller That's percentage of, of compensation every month, yep. but you're paid on it every single month that that person's a client. Yep. Um, but my dad was in a profession prior to getting into health insurance that he was a, he was a quant and an energy day trader uh, uh, recruiter. So... Okay. He recruited a lot of quants, uh, high-level key executives at companies like Enron. If you know Enron, Enron collapsed in 01. Mm-hmm. They were known as the Crooked E Company because they were cooking their books. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so he recruited a lot of people actually away from Enron when they were still a, a business, an entity in the late 90s and early 2000s, to going to different competitors to Enron. But what one of the things that he had never had was residual income. So you would make a placement in that business, let's say, and they would get a percentage of the salary that they mm-hmm. would place. So on average, you know, he was getting about a thirty thousand dollar check, because most of the salaries that he was placing were hundred, you know, six figures, hundred thousand dollars or more. Yeah. Well, he would get, you know, a thirty percent cut 
of those pre- people's salary that he would place. Got but it. it would take three months to place these because these are not just right. These these aren't just sales professional jobs that are being placed within a week, right? Mm-hmm. These are high level executives at firms that are getting a three four hundred thousand dollars salary. Uh, I think one month he had made, he always talked about this, he placed three positions in one particular month. Now, the previous six months, he hadn't placed anything at all, so he had mm. made nothing. But that one month, he made like $400,000 mm. on three positions that he placed. They yeah. were all high level. You know, it was yeah. his biggest month ever, right? right. Um, and he was like, ah, you know, and he had the perfect work-life balance in that because he was very involved in both my brother and I's sports team growing up. Yep. But one of the things he never had in that job, residual income. Yep. So what happened was in 08, when everybody stopped hiring, he that he had to put that business to bed. By 2010, he got jumped into health insurance. Uh, you know, 08, 09 just was, were not good years for hiring years. A lot of people, I think unemployment was at record highs at that mm-hmm. point in time. Um, just a lot of turmoil going on yep. in America and the economy. A lot of people lost their homes. You, if you've watched the movie The Big Short, mm-hmm. just look at that. Look what happened, in, especially in 08. All the energy companies, they were, you know, a lot of things were coming down the pike. And energy companies, they just halted hiring. They just stopped altogether. So that's what happened. Um, And he always would tell people, you know, when he went on to an interview to get into health insurance in 2010, in August. It's like July-ish because he started in August. But in July when he went on the interview, he had no idea it was for health insurance. Mm. Health insurance, he always said, would turn him into a three-year-old emotionally and intellectually when he had to make that decision for his previous business. No broker, nobody could ever explain it and make him un- make it easy to understand. Right. So uh, when he went on that that interview process, the person said, "Health insurance." He began to like, sweat. Yeah. He's like, oh, "I got to get out of here." He's looking yeah. for the door. Like, I don't want to be here. It's health insurance. Like, I despise health insurance. Right. Like um, most people. But then the one per- then the one thing he said that made him stay was residual income. That was something he knew he had never had in his previous businesses. Right. So here we are today. Mm, mm. And I touch on that because maybe you find yourself in a very similar position. Maybe you're always on to the next sale and it can get exhausting, right? Mm-hmm, like yeah. there's, you know, health insurance, you're always on to another sale as well. That, that, that doesn't completely go away. But you have security in the fact that once you've developed a successful book of business, it's going to pay you every month as yep. long as you are doing right by your by your clients and you're handling your customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I kind of joke. I mean, if you want to go to the Caribbean for a couple of months and take off, you could. You're still going to get paid. Right. Um, that is the beauty of residual income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Residual income. No. Kind of ran those two words. Residual income. It's it's already the three sips I've had of the, uh, the gasoline. Of the gasoline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No Here, man. I could put this in my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's two whiskeys we so. Yeah, exactly. Probably should stay away from those. Yeah. Probably. Uh, but that's really good, Luke. That's yeah. that's really yeah. true. And it's true. All of that is true in regards to residual income. I mean, that's what you and like you said, other position and other jobs and and things like that that are not doesn't mean they're not doesn't mean they're not a good career path or anything right. like that. Right? But it's something about uh, residual income that makes you just feel like okay, it's steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's there. You can rely mm-hmm. on yeah. it, but you have to put in the work. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. the residual income comes easy. with your first two yeah. years. You come. Is this your third year? Third year. Your first two years were they easy? Mm. No. no, not even close. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't making any money. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. But that's how it is. But it's a grind. Yeah. But it's like when you, once you climb that hill and you oh, get to the other side, so rewarding. Yeah. you look up, you look and you're like, dang, I'm happy I did that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Because guess what? Like Luke said earlier, you can go on vacation for a week and a week and a half and mm-hmm. your check is still going to reflect, reflect the same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as you're not losing anybody. Right. Yeah. As long as you're not just uh, ignoring clients. Correct. Yeah. You know, the people that lose their, their income or their value, they just ignore their clients and don't answer calls. Yeah. Or don't respond to them right away with a text message or an email, and they yeah. just ignore it. Like, yep. well, how could you do that? You you took right. the time to sell the person. Just do the work that's required to service the client. Right. It's mm-hmm. easy. It's simple. Yeah. Uh, there shouldn't be any problems with that. But <laughs> people, yeah, you never know. You never know. People yeah. people always do some crazy stuff, right? Yeah. They get lazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> from a residual income piece, mm-hmm. if somebody was out there and. <laughs> They were looking to make a career change. Let's you know tune into the podcast, yeah. or they're looking to get into a career because they're a senior in college and they have no clue where to start. Yep. What would you say to them, or how would you convey a message to them to make them really think? You know, I'm making a decision for my career. I'm making a decision for the next decade of my life. Where do I want to spend that time? Right. How important should they take residual income into the? The qualification process or the uh, the hunting process of finding that career. I I personally I think it even goes before even just thinking about residual income because I think <laughs> you need to truly ask yourself if you're wanting to put in the work. Yeah. Because if you're not going to want to put in the work and you just want job security, I guess you could say, um, which honestly isn't even a thing nowadays. But like if yeah. you just wanted a stable income, then go W two. Yeah. Because if you're not going to put in the work, you're not going to make any money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people come and go. People leave here. That's yeah. just because they, they they can't work hard. Yeah. You know? And, like, some people, that's not every every time the case. Some people just aren't good at sales. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, sometimes, some people just don't have it, right? I but, wish we had 100% um, yeah. retention rate on clients. I think we have around 75, 70 to 75% right now, which is pretty high yep. for the industry. I think most sales professions like to be around that 40 to 50 percent mark yeah although recently i've heard several entities in the insurance business that are fairly large their goal is to keep 30 percent retention mm. rate so they want to keep three out of every 10 people wow. i couldn't imagine doing that i feel like that would be really depressing yeah um and now we're not hiring as many people true so we focus really high on client you know client and agent retention yep so you know, it's just a different business model. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't imagine wanting to keep three out of every ten agents we hired. That just that's kind of sad. Yeah. I feel like you're just doing wrong by the person at that point. Correct. You know? And that's what a lot. That's another thing. Residual mm-hmm. income. We're talking about health insurance, and it creates residual income. But there's a lot of businesses out there, and it's their choice to do this. Right. But they don't give the agents or the the 1099 contract and employees like yourselves the opportunity to right. earn that residual income. They just put them on the hamster wheel and say, nope, you yep. got to go make the same amount of sales this next year. That, so that you can earn more money. Yep. And then they pay, you know, a base salary, but they and do they some different things. But they, you know, there's different things yeah. out there that other businesses, nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, that's a very successful business model, and there are people that make six figures doing that. Yep. Um, but it, I think there's a cap there. Yeah. I think you, there's only so much that you can do in a given year. Yeah. Um, where you guys are in a position, you know, Rod's behind the camera. Shout out, Rod's. Shout out, Rod's. Um, you know, you guys don't, have that cap right it's unlimited <clears throat> if you wanted to go make a half million dollars you could go make a half million dollars mm-hmm. um or whatever that number is that people have set out to you know yep. be it's all a relative term some people want to make six figures 
Some people want to make a quarter million. Some people want to make a half million. But it's all you know. Some pe- I've got a couple of people that say they want to make seven figures. Yeah. Um. You know, all those things are relative to the person um, of what you can do. But it's you know, how much can you handle? How much sacrifice are you willing to put in? How much time are you willing to put into your career for seven years? Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of things there, right? Uh. There was a coin term that we had, um. That somebody coined it f- based off my dad being in the industry. Uh, it was actually from his previous brokerage. He was on pace. It was called seven figures in seven years. Um, he was on Pretty pace cool. from that. So his previous boss uh, from the previous insurance brokerage that he started in the industry at uh, had said, hey, you know, Scott, you're absolutely killing it. Do you know what, what you're on pace for? So I was like, no, I don't really think about that. Because at the right. time, he was just putting his head down and trying to sell and right. get back to a position where he was prior yeah. Uh, starting the health insurance business, he's like, no. What he said, you're you're on pace for seven figures in seven years. And so we coined the term seven yeah. figs seven years off of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> whenever you say that, it's it's cool to hear because it's like, I think about my brother because he <laughs> just went from tech sales, which was obviously salary plus commission, but the yep. commission was capped, um, and then. That company went on under, so now he's doing solar, <laughs> which solar right now, honestly, is a great great position to be in. But, yes, can you make a lot of money in solar? Absolutely. But it's make not a residual. lot of money in every business. Yeah. It's just not residual. Yeah. That's the other thing. You know, you can make a million dollars selling mm-hmm. solar, mm-hmm. but then the next year you got to go, go make another million. Right. If you make it to seven figures in seven years in insurance, you're going to make a million dollars every single year as yep. long as you service your book. It's kind of wild. It's just yeah, wild. It is, it's it just, is wild. It's, it's so wild to wrap your mind around it. And it's yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to. Um, I can tell you when my dad first started in the business, I was a eighth grader. Um, I remember in eighth grade, I I remember that at one point in time, he's like, if I man, if I could just get back to eight thousand dollars a month, I think we we'll be all right. Yeah. That was his goal when he first started. If I could just get back. And I mean, he drew, you know, in insurance, the way that it works is there's 72 pay slots. So, you know, when you when you sell clients, let's say you were to start in January for simplistic state, you know, you sell clients in January, you get paid in insurance in February. Well, you get paid in, you know, in February, but you don't just get paid in February, you also get paid in March, April, May, all the way through, all the way through the year. But you don't just stop selling from mm-hmm. your January sales. Then in February, you make sales again. Mm-hmm. And, then adds. and then it adds up. Then you get paid in March, April, May. And then in March, you get you sell again, you do the same thing or more. Right. You get paid in April, May, June, June July. July. Oh, like. yep. So there's 72 of those slots. And it's. I remember he would had these three pieces of paper. And I remember he and my mom, they were going through it. It's kind of his story I'm sharing. But uh, th- I just remember it vividly. They had taped the three pieces together because he had been in the business for 12 months. And I remember he just, you know, it's just a slow build. Yeah. And he was looking at it. He was like, you know, and he almost, he almost uh, quit. So he was, uh, fun fact, uh, started in August, super successful, won Rookie of the Year, and started in August out of a company organization that had 1,000 other agents. And so he won that, but all the sales that he was working towards, because he was a low-level agent at the time, he got paid, I'm just going to throw out a number, let's just call it 5%. Right. Right. And at 5%, once he hit a certain number of sales or premium, it would bump up to 10%. Got it. And so on and so on. Well, he had hit all those goals. Right. And he had sold it in December. 
And by December, you know, all those plans that he had sold were going to go up to the higher compensation rate starting in January for a full year. Right. And so he had just started getting those higher compensation rates in December because he had hit it prior to then. Well, what the government did in March of 2010 was Obamacare got passed. Mm. And they no longer were going to continue to pay out commissions. So he had sold all this work, done mm -hmm. all this work. He just got to the level where he was going to get higher compensation. And all the carriers cut comp. So all the plans that he had sold for January and the plans that he'd even sold in November and December that were at the higher compensation mm -hmm. level he was going to get for the first 12 months of those plans being active, mm -hmm. the carrier said, nope, we're going to cut you at, at uh, renewal compensation, which was like 1%. So he like got one month <coughs> of good comps or good commissions and got cut right then and there. My mom was like, you need to leave. We need to leave. You yep. need to go to a different industry. My dad's, my dad's like, ah. Oh. He, he almost did. He said, I sat there and I, I, I thought about it for four hours. And I was like so close to hanging it up within those first four or five months being in the industry. And he stayed. He's like, oh, I'll give it one more quarter. Yep. And gave another quarter and he was really successful and continued it. And the rest is history. You know, then right. we ended up building Apollo another year and a half later after that. Apollo is what it is today. Now we've not only, you know, helped support you know, our families, we support 90 other families that mm -hmm. are, uh, you know, uh, called their work home Apollo yeah, right. and growing. Yeah. And so I always sit back there. I'm like, man, if, if we would have given up, uh, none of us would be here today. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a great point. And that's one of the things going back to the question that you had earlier is what would you give the viewers? What knowledge would you give them in regards mm -hmm. to, you know, residual income? I think you bring up a good point. It's high risk, mm -hmm. high reward. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's the takeaway. So when I when I think about residual income, yeah, it's not going to be all pretty and shiny mm -hmm. in the no. beginning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so if that's what you're looking for, you know, unfortunately, look it, the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not it's right just not that. But yeah. if you're ready to uh, get in here and, and really grit and really, like, bet on yourself, because that's mm -hmm. what it's about. You have to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to do that and you have confidence in yourself to know, you know what, I can come in here and do this. If I, I'm going to keep trying. I'm mm -hmm. going to keep getting the coaching that I need. That I need. I'm going to keep putting my best foot forward. If yep. you can come in here and do that, high risk, high reward, baby. If you come in yep. here and devote yourself, dedicate yourself, uh, it's endless opportunity that Absolutely. you have. That's Absolutely. Good. That's good. Yeah. yeah and Did I you add anything before we close out? Yeah, I think uh, – I think just because I'm, I mean, I've only been out of college for three years, mm -hmm. so I still kind of know the mindset of the people that are in college. Mm -hmm. And yep. <clears throat> a lot of you guys that are watching or that may watch that are in college, all of you want to come out making a hundred grand, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. I get that because trust me, I did too. <laughs> mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is a hundred grand in the grand scheme of things in residual income is not that much money. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard. It takes three years of working really hard. Yeah, it's going to be a grind. Yep. But I promise you, when you look back at the three years, you're going to think to yourself, and you're going to be like, wow, that really wasn't that hard. Yeah. I could I could have probably worked a little harder. You know? Sure. And I even say that. And it's like, <clears throat> it's one of those things where anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Really. Anyone can do it. And that's why I like, all you guys that are wondering making a hundred grand, that's cool. If your best friend gets a job out of college making eighty grand and you come work at a residual income and you're making eighteen hundred or twenty five hundred a month, ask him in three years mm -hmm. what he's making. Guarantee he's making eighty five thousand. Yep. And you're making a hundred and ten. 
or 120 or 200 yeah. or whatever it is. For sure. But it's just a grind. You can't think of the now. Everyone yep. in in today's age, we're instant gratification. Yep. Yeah, microwave. We're so yep. worried about what you everyone else. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah. You talk about the microwave. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're, we're, we're microwave babies. Yes, microwave. Babies. Everyone's Absolutely. always worried about what everyone else thinks of you. Yeah, yeah. Quit that. Yep. Think about yourself. Think about your potential family or your future family. Set up Growth. for them. Yeah, growth for sure. Yeah. That's what I would leave it with. That's good. To be honest. Yeah, don't forget to bet on yourself. And I, I exactly. think I think that that's where our society is going. I mean, I've seen more and more people start businesses Man. and on, go into mm-hmm. entrepreneurship Man. at love our that. age, which is great. I love, love the that. fact yes. that people are doing that and wanting to build a business. So if you're thinking about that and you're yeah. wanting to build your own brand yeah. and you think mm-hmm. that uh, Apollo might be home because you tune into us, you sound like... You're like, man, those guys are cool, or yeah. man, those guys are whacked. But still, I like, I like the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's more like it. <laughs> so, it, but I like the opportunity. Get in touch with us, or you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be us. If you're just looking to get involved in the insurance industry, we know a lot of other businesses and organizations that are good places to plug in, mm-hmm. plug in. Especially if you're not one to be in Kansas City, you want to be somewhere else. Um, there, you know, I've got a lot of connections that are throughout the U.S. in Dallas and Wichita and Chicago. Uh, Tampa, Florida is another great place that I know several uh, organizations. Uh, Phoenix is another spot. I know of a yeah, I actually do know I do know a couple spots in Southern and SoCal. So, um, but yeah, even if you're in those areas and you want to go plug and play in some place in the insurance space, and you see that this might be a fit for you, reach out to us. I'll be more than happy to get you connected. Um, It doesn't have to be Apollo by any means. We always say that. We're always happy to Uh talk. Yeah. We want to talk. Want to be a resource to you. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Whiskey and Insurance. Should we do a little whiskey for the souls? Yeah. Insurance Insurance for for the the wallets. wallets. Cheers, guys. Till next time. Mm